Hello, friends. Jim Nance of CBS Sports, and you're listening to The Shag Bag Show with my great friend, David Marzetti. 21. Dave Marzetti slaving over hot control board so you don't have to each and every Saturday morning on The Shag Bag Show. It is officially show number 983, 983 in a row, working our way closer to that 1,000 mark, uh, which will be in June. And then, uh, what else? Well, in April, we got our 19th anniversary show. So that's something to look forward to. And then next year, we got uh, 20th anniversary. <laughs> uh, the Shag Bag Show. Who knew? It's officially the 46th show outdoors here on the patio at Del Monte. And we appreciate you hanging in there with us as we do the show every Saturday morning. Good morning to our two biggest fans. My lovely wife, Terry, and Puff the Wonder Dog high up on the hill on Via Gayuba. Good morning, Shagbaggers everywhere. See us at shagbagshow.com. And a big show on tap for us, as always, brought to you by the Pebble Beach Company. Check out lodging, dining, golf specials online at pebblebeach.com. The Del Monte Golf Course, home of the Dukes Club, and home of the Shagbag Show for almost 19 years now. So glad to be here again. And the Sandbar and Grill want to stick that in there, not because they're open, because they're not, but, uh, you know, Craig's close friend and longtime sponsor and uh, with a cool local hangout spot. And we just can't wait till it's back open and going. So as soon as we... Uh, Bump up to the tiers, bump up to the red tier. We'll be back in action and hanging out again with you at the sandbar. Can't wait. Underwarf number two. The Golf Mart Superstore home of the 90-day return. We'll talk to those guys a little bit later on. Our hour of power. Find out what's happening in the world of golf retail. And the Monterey County Herald. Every Friday they post the uh, the guest list of the Saturday shape. Your source breaking news. It's your daily newspaper. Carousel Candies, left-hand side of the wharf. As you're walking down, you can't miss it. Historic pink shop. Just in time for Valentine's Day, Liz Elves and team have uh, wonderful, wonderful candies and homemade confections in their little pink shop there with the taffy puller in the window. They ship worldwide. CarouselCandies.com. Clark Miller at Cypress Coast Law. Your initial consultation with Clark is always free. He'd like to help you out of financial woe, don't you know? 424-1764. See him at ClarkMiller.com. The Beach House at Lover's Point. The Sunset Supper menu going on strong. That's right. Out there on the uh, the, the parklet outside, the little outdoor dining area. Kevin's also got uh, his big tent, the Prime Pavilion set up at the Whaling Station out back. And, of course, the outdoor dining on the patio at Evelynetti on Fisherman's Wharf. Golfguide.net for the player in you. Elab Communications did our website. They can do yours, too. Check ours on shagbagshow.com. Jacob's team really buying, selling. The join gin walk you through it painlessly, quickly, and lovingly. They are the Monterey Peninsula's award-winning mother-daughter real estate team. Jacob's Team Homes. Dot com. Foolish Times free, funny, fabulous. Pick one up, it'll make you smile. That's the Foolish Times. Express Employment Professionals, Paul Wyant's got a staffing solutions company. He can help you out. He's also got his own radio show right here on the station every Saturday at 1.30 called What's the Plan? And uh, he's always got a, some great guests on that show. So check him out. And check out his website, expresspros.com. If you're looking for a gig or you need to to staff your company with some with some employees. He can do it for you. Monterey Fish Company, Sal Tringali, our Gumbani. We're going to have him on today to talk about his what's happening in the, his shop there at the end of Wharf 2 with all the local fishes and crab and et cetera. So we'll talk to Sally just uh, a little bit later on ski on the show. And Monterey Regional Airport, convenient, hassle-free experience, flights connecting to points all over the world. Monterey Regional Airport. Soon, of course, the direct flight from Monterey to Seattle. So we're all looking forward to that one. February 6th, it is a shag bag show. 
It's Dave Marzetti with you. And besides Sal Tringali, we got uh, the guys from the Golf Mart, of course. We got uh, Casey from the shop next door is going to stop by and see us and tell us all about the tea times, availabilities here at Del Monte and the Dukes Club membership and all that good stuff. And we're going to get uh, the Dean of NFL Referees just in time for Super Bowl action, Jim Tunney. The one and only is going to join us on the show. But first, we've got to say hi to our esteemed co-host extraordinaire. You know him, you love him, you can't live without him. It's Steve John from the Monterey Peninsula Foundation. Steve. Well, you said it was an hour show. You just took 17 minutes of the show. <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, you got a lot. You know, you got a lot Sorry of people to support that support you guys. Yeah. Share the, spread the love, man. Right. Show the appreciation. Right. It's nice to see you out on this gorgeous day. I Thank know. God we're outside. I know. I would not want to be inside when you got a day like this. Exactly. Is, is, this, this, is this February? What is this? That's what I'm wondering. I think it no, can't I, be. I think it's August. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's stunning. It is just magnificent. You need to you need to wave your magic wand and continue this weather all the way through next week, please. I was gonna say just in time for your tournament. Of course, we've got the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro Am coming up, and uh, looking a little different this year. But Slightly. Still, it's still there. <laughs> It is. Bottom line, we're going to raise a lot of money for the communities. And that's what it's all about. True. And, it and it's not about, uh, it's not about uh, the, uh, the media getting out there and whining because they don't have uh, oh my God, you, media you, lunch. You, you just said that, didn't you? Just, that was a dig. <laughs> no, no, was, no. It was directed right at me. I, no, I, it's I know. It's, it, I feel horrible that nobody can be on the golf course, especially the media. But I know. I it's, was, it's just a different world. It, it's strange because this, it's, you know, come this time of, of year, it just my body automatically starts to geared up, get geared up for this thing, and it's not it's not here for us for us media to be out there broadcasting as as always. This would have been my 28th year in a row broadcasting uh, not only every day from a different location, usually the Cypress Shop there beside the yeah. Putting Green at Pebble uh, throughout the week, and then Saturday mornings we would always be at the Pro Shop. For a special two-hour shag bag show with Eric Clippert and uh, just a, a plethora of guests in there, and of course, all a lot of pros and celebrities walking through the pro shop that need to go to the the the, the head. Yeah, it's it's going to be a really different vibe. Um, the the media is what we need for our tournament. I mean, in a typical year with pros and, and the AMs paired up, celebrities, and athletes, that's what drives a message to to the golf world. Right. And it's now just it's a professional tournament. Uh, the golf course is going to be like a U.S. Open uh, setup in that, without the deep rough, obviously, in the narrow fairways. But the condition of Pebble and Spy both are amazing, and and the uh, the ability that they have. This is interesting. I wasn't even thinking about this in the beginning, but I was at I was out at the course with the course with the course setup guys, and they said that they are going to be able to put the pins in crazy spots. Because we really you put the, yeah. put the pins primarily the the three days have to be similar places, right? Sure. And you want to make it. Uh, really de designed for pace of play. Sure. Well, this year they don't care. Yeah, right. They're gonna. Doesn't I mean, matter. They're gonna punish these guys. <laughs> doesn't matter. Fortunately, the field's really strong, but yeah. I wouldn't want to play. So uh, some of the uh, and some of the tee boxes are pushed back, right? Yeah, they're gonna use a couple of U.S. Open tees. Um, for those of us familiar with some of them, give us some of the holes. Oh my, uh, ten, well the tenth. If you just if you go to the tenth tee and, and play from the U.S. Open tee, it's I don't know what the length is it's normally. That, it's that little tee box. It's like five five hundred. Yeah. And then the cool thing on on uh, ten, the alternate tee they put in just before the amateur, um, uh, is to the right of the ninth green. So the holes now it's gone from five hundred back maybe to three forty. 
So wow. the pros can attack it, go wow. right at yeah. the pin, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the other, the others are 13. It's the other side. You probably don't even know there's a tee back there. No one would go back there in the right mind. The carry to the you'll, fairway, I you'll think You only go back there that's where the snack shack is right there. It, it's past right? the snack shack. <laughs> the only reason you go, you're there is you snap hooked it on 12 and it wound up there. Yeah. You're never going to go intentionally there. Right, right, right. The carry to the fairway is over 300. Wow. Wow. I know. So are they, they're, they're considering using uh, 17th tee where Jack Nicholas, you know, hit the pin. Yeah, yeah. Across the road. Yeah, across the road. 206 or something. Wow, that's going to be a good tee. Yeah, and now with the you know the reconstruct when they reconstructed the green, they took that eyebrow off the left side, so you can actually see the pin back left. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was blocked forever, so many years yeah. of, of the sand. You know, as a guy takes a, a, a huge lash at it, sure, the sand goes up and creates an eyebrow, like the, like on fourteen. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Spyglass will have a great time at Spive, and every, the players are excited. Um, Disappointed, obviously, where you don't have any amateurs, and also disappointed that MPCC's pulled out of the rotation. But you really only need two golf courses with a with a 156 sure. field. Sure. And uh, it made sense to go to Spyglass because you know operationally it's super easy. The tees, you know, are, are right there. You park in the parking lot. You go you go to the tenth tee, but you know maybe it's whatever. I don't even know 50 yards, and you go to the first tee, and it's 50 yards. So it just made sense. Um, to go there instead of Monterey, plus proximity to the driving range. Is, it's very close. And the players, we'll, we'll have shuttles, but primarily we're asking the players to drive themselves, and it's just to eliminate anything. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, we need to maintain their bubble first and foremost, and then after that, it's and, and that's really you know the decision to make to go. No spectators was, was a mandate from the county. Um, but then to go to am- no amateurs, because we were approved for amateurs from the county, which is great, because that's, that's the model. But uh, when we made that decision, it was really just about, you know, you consider who you're, who you're going to have in addition to the pros and the caddies. Well, now you have an amateur and a caddy. Uh, then you have another golf course full of volunteers. Um, uh, and maybe, maybe plus ones that are coming with the amateurs that are now going to interact with the amateurs. Uh, and then they come to the golf course, and yes, they're, they're COVID tested and they have to be negative. But if they're going out of the bubble every day, sure, who knows? Sure. So that was it. Was about a, it, it. Really, is a thousand people that makes a difference, and that's that's just too many to risk. So we'll have a we'll have a one-off 75-year anniversary. Crazy, crazy to have that this year. Crazy with no no spectators totally. or no amateurs. Totally crazy. I know. Wow. Huh. So give us some of the numbers too, as far as uh, what you usually have, as far as, of course, there's no spectators, but what do you usually have as far as volunteers and stuff compared to what you're going to have now? So normally it's two thousand. Two thousand. We'll have five hundred. Wow. I know. Well, you don't need, if you think about what's on the golf course, uh, you know, marshals. We don't need any marshals, and they're really they're ball spotters, uh, which is which is important. Obviously, if the rough is everything. Pebble, as I said, Pebble and Spy is very healthy. So they're, they're play a critical role in finding the balls for the pros. Um, but everything else, it, you know, walking score and essential people. So it's right. the golf course is going to look the way it does. Uh, you know, when people watch it on TV, which is the only way to watch this golf tournament, right? Uh, you're going to see what it is today. Just go out to Pebble Beach today, and that's it. There's a, there are TV towers. There's T-back signs. There's some AT&T 3D logos. That we've never had because there's no place to put them with the build. We, exactly. You know, we have 300,000 uh, square feet of build, and this year we have um, a 20 by 20 tent on the range for the pros and a 20 20 tent for the pro for the amateur. I mean for the caddies. So there's no build. 
which, you know, at the end of the day, you said it right in the beginning, it's all about charity. Well, what's going to happen, uh, what's, what will happen is that our, our title sponsor, AT&T, left the entire entitlement in, which is incredible. It's a, it's a significant number. And then our secondary sponsors, which may, which is the, you know, the people like, that's like Patron and, you know, Google, things like that, um, that had contracts in place, the majority left either all of it or a portion of it. And, and that's going to fuel the model, our giving model. And the amateurs, uh, that, you know, left their entry fee with us too. All, all, all the amateurs. Really? Yeah. So our, our, wow. our numbers at the end of the day, because there's no, our expenses are minimal. We still have secu- a huge security bill, and there's some fencing and things like that. But it's it's down. It's it's so far down. The build, you know, structures are very expensive, but you, it's also offset by you know significant sponsorship package. So we'll be able to meet the need as we have in the past. Last year we did we contributed 12.3 million to the communities Monterey, Santa Cruz, San Benito, uh, and then cumulatively we've we've given uh, 176 million, and that's that's the largest in the PGA Tour. And we'll be able to. We'll, we're hoping. I mean, we'll, we won't know till you know maybe Tuesday next week when all the all the uh, funding comes in. But uh, the, I mean, the, the uh, contracts for the secondary sponsors. But it's it'll be a big number. It, it's you know probably close to what we did last year. I, I hope it's more. Um, the special event, the only special event we're going to have, is the charity event. Uh, yeah, tell us about that's that. That's pretty cool. On Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday afternoon. So the PGA Tour came to us when when we finally pulled the plug on, on amateurs. They said, well, you know, you're able to do. We're going to allow you to do a, have put on a pro a, a pro am very small. Our pro am's Wednesday. It was 40 people, very small. Uh, but you can also do a made for TV event on Golf Channel. So I got busy with our team at the office, and we started thinking, you know, how do you how do you really maximize on this? Well, our our biggest asset is is our celebrity component. And that's what drives eyes on the, on the broadcast. So we came up with the idea of having uh, six celebrities, which which it's uh, Kira Dixon, who's former Miss America, it was Costanza, uh, Catherine Newton, who was uh, Big Little Eyes. She's filmed up here, obviously. Uh, Alf, uh, Alfonso Ribeiro, um, Larry Fitzgerald, and Bill Murray will be here uh, with Macklemore. And... So we, we built that. That's our, our six. How did you decide? Well, here's how we did it because people are saying, well, wait a minute. Why why didn't you invite you know Jake Owen or Charles Kelly or Toby Keith? It's all West Coast. Uh, Larry is pretty much here all the time. He's a crazy golfer. Bill Murray, um, you never know where he is, but we assumed he'd probably be in the West Coast. He is. Kira lives in San Francisco. Steve Young is our official scorekeeper. Uh, he lives in San Francisco. Cat Newton, L.A., drove, is driving up today. Alfonso, L.A. Macklemore uh, is um, is up in Seattle, so nobody's coming from back east. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all close proximity. So we, you know, we're we're explaining. We we, we really want to do this for this helps. The we're gonna we're going to um, we have commitments for a million six uh, as a charity purse for that day, which is the largest they've they've had about four or five of these. And last week, a couple weeks ago, was that was the American Express that Phil uh, emceed, and he was hilarious. Uh, but it was it's a million dollars, so this will be a million six, which is exciting. Two hour live on Golf Channel. Jim Nance will ride along in his in his really cool golf cart. He'll call the action. He'll be he'll be in his personal Kenny Venturi. Ken Venturi golf cart. Yeah, yeah, you'll see that. So I I would encourage everybody. You know, this is a great opportunity to, to see the golf course in in, uh, in its true fashion. I mean, there's nothing. You're gonna see views that you've never seen on TV. Because nothing is obstructing. Right. And that so we'll be three to five live, and uh, there's this little special treat at the end. I can't share that, but uh, I would encourage everybody to watch because it's something we've never done. Um, 
and uh, the audience it it will be very very pleased so tune in tune in and tune in you know we normally our message is you usually um, you got to be here yeah because we sell that yeah, you can't you can't watch you're not going to get the action of the, of the celebrities and athletes if you're on TV, right, right. I mean, you just won't. You're, right, you're gonna miss right, it. You got to right, be here. Right. So this year's is you can't be here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got to yeah. tune in. Yeah. So that's really what we're doing. But yeah, yeah our pro field is incredible. Um, we've got several coming from Saudi Arabia on Sunday. You know, Mickelson and Paul Casey and Dustin Johnson are all coming from Saudi Arabia. Um, but and who, our, who else do we have? Uh, the field. It's it's online. I didn't bring the field list yeah. with me, but it's it's significant. I mean, it's, we, last night we picked up Daniel Berger. Uh, he missed the cut of Phoenix and wants to play. Um, Rafa Cabrera Bello's coming. It's a it's a really strong field, and I think I think from my understanding and communicating with you know as many as I can, is uh, they just they want to just see Pebble differently, and they love they love the two golf courses. It's great. Um, not many have said I'm only coming because I don't even know one. Actually, I shouldn't even said that. I, I don't know one that's coming because there's no amateurs. Uh, there could be one, but I, I haven't heard that. What I, contrary, I've heard uh, from the players when they when they withdraw or don't commit, they're telling me they're not playing because they can't play with their buddy. <laughs> and that's uh, Lanto Griffin, who's very he's number was number three on the FedEx Cup last year. Uh, and is playing very, very solid golf. He called and he said, "You know, I just, Steve, I'd love, I'd love to come support the tournament, but um, Macklemore is not going to be there. Yeah. We can't play our, we can't play our normal, you know, team deal. And, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to take the week off. I, I think it's, I'll try, I'll be back there next year with Macklemore, no question. Peter Jacobson was going to play. He withdrew because uh, he was going to play with Huey. Davis, uh, uh, Davis is hurt right now, but John Cook uh, was coming. He was going to play with Colt Ford. So that that's the that's the part that I really love. I, I think that that speaks to our tournament, and the value of our tournament um, is building relationships, and it's the only one. It's the only it's the only one on tour that has celebrities and athletes. The the Amex is a great tournament, but they don't have the celebrities and athletes, and they um they're doing what we do to really to try to create friendships and and and, pa- and sponsorship packages for the players. You know, you look at the chest and and a lot of tour players, and it's, it's not doesn't say paying. It's got a company name. Yeah. And many many have uh, originated from our AT and T. You know, Phil Mickelson has worked on his chest. That happened in a rain delay. It's worked out pretty well, I think, for everybody. Yeah. Our, our exemptions are another really cool story. Um, Kamaya Johnson, many of many of your listeners probably have heard, he tested positive at, at Tory, and was unable to play. That was going to be his first start. Uh, we got that message. I got with the tournament committee, and immediately it was ob- it was obvious we have to do that. He's, it's the right thing to do. He's a great young man, and he he's uh, you know not to any of his any of his cause. He was COVID tested positive, so he's up here. I haven't met him yet. Talked to him. Uh, Minwoo Lee, the Australian young player, really really solid. Uh, he's he's in Saudi Arabia. But he's he's got his 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 junior records off the charts, and he's had he was the first um, uh, he won the the uh, ISPS uh, Honda World in Perth, um, which is pretty crazy. So he's he saw Kevin Hall. Kevin's been here twice. He played in AT and T in '06 and '08, I think it was. He was born uh, at two years old. He was, uh, he was determined to be deaf, and uh, really, and I, I played golf with him this week. He and his father. And a, a terrific player and, a, and a just fun. He's got the greatest smile and a fun laugh. So mm. that was it was a t- real treat. I, I never get to play golf before the tournament. I'm just up to my eyeballs. And this year, I said, you know what? 
we're not building anything. I'll, I'll take a day and play with one of our one of our exemptions. Yeah, that's perfect. So I really enjoyed yeah, that. That's great. And Akshay Batia is 18 years old from Orange County. He's a Phil Mickelson protege. Uh, beautiful swing. He was tied ninth at uh, under sponsor exemption at the Safeway. So those are those are some of the players. Uh, Will Zalatoris. Uh, he's number 53 in the world and he's not exempt. That, he was he was he made enough money. It's a nearing the amount to make. You have to make a hundred. Uh, you have to be in the top 125 to to get an instant card and be a and be a uh, tour right away. I mean, a, a, a restricted player right away, which means you have full exemptions. Well, when they did this, when they created the super season for the PGA Tour, they eliminated that. So here's a guy. It's 53rd in the world. He has to get exemptions to play. Makes no sense. Exactly. What a bummer for yeah, that guy, right? So he's playing. He played a couple years ago. He was paired with Tony Romo. Uh, Andy Ogletree's playing, a U.S. Amateur champion. Um, 2019, and he was low am this year at the 2020. Uh, he played the first two rounds with Tiger Woods. Uh, he was he's out of Georgia Tech, all American, nice young man. So it's it's a it's a really solid professional field, great TV. Hopefully the weather will cooperate, and um, we'll drive a lot of money to the community again. Again, and yeah. it's, it's it's so rewarding to be part of something like this, and our our, our volunteers love it that they're a part. They obviously a huge part um, that we're able to do this. So it's it's going to be it's going to be a, a a very different week, but I think we'll have a we'll have a great time. And the ratings will be through the roof. I know. Can you imagine? The only everyone's going to be watching it. The only way to see it is to be watching it on TV. That's going to be and, great. And social media. We'll cover a lot of that stuff, and the players will. You know that how they go. So I just you know we hope at the end of the day it it, it results in some serious dollars of community. Uh, Pebble Beach Company's been great to us for you know 75 years, as you know, and you know they're they're having everybody's having struggles right now and. They, you know, just recently reopened on February 1st. So thank, thank goodness for Pebble Beach, um, and and uh, you know a lot, a lot of our partners have, have been so supportive. So there's your, there's your update. All right, we appreciate yeah. you, and thank of you. course for more information, attpbgolf.com. Yes, come. Yes, sir. All right. Okay, bud. All right, buddy. You have a great day. You too. Enjoy this wonderful weather, I and know. of course it uh, it will continue throughout. Uh, the tournament, we're, we're certain. <laughs> Did you see the farmers? They had the hail. Yeah, I saw that. That reminded me of, uh, of our hail oh, we had. Oh, God, that was awful. Right? That was awful. I bet you know where you were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know exactly where I was. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank All you right. very much. Thank you, buddy. Have a good time. We appreciate you. Yep. That's for sure. Steve John from the Monterey Peninsula Foundation. And, uh, Steve, thank you very much for coming by the show today. We appreciate you, and best of luck with the, the tournaments. And, uh sure that it will do well. It's a Shag Bag Show on Power Talk 1460 AM and 101 FM for Saturday morning live from the end of the patio here at Del Monte for our 46th show in a row outdoors. Can't believe that uh, in uh, another six shows it'll be a year being out here broadcasting live out, uh, just outside the grill here. But uh, we're here. That's what's all that matters. It's uh, glad to be here, too. On the Show's still to come. We got uh, Sal Tringali from Monterey Fish Company. We got Derek Westover from the Golf Mart Superstore. Uh, and we got uh, Casey from the shop next door. I know, uh, in fact, Casey is uh, here stopping by with us this morning. Is there any chance you can give me about 15? Yeah, because I gotta get I gotta get Jim on. Sure, sure. So as soon as I get Jim, because he's, he you know how he is, he's oh, like no, he's, he's looking at his watch right now, saying it's nine thirty. Let's do it. It's nine thirty. <laughs> so if you could call him, you know, he said if you're gonna call me at nine thirty, call me at nine thirty. You got know, time. I've got time. You sure? Oh yeah. All right. Yeah, just just hang out with us. We appreciate you very much. All right. So let's get our good friend Jim Tunney on the line this morning. 
Hey, 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 hey. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How you doing? All right. So uh, we got Jim on the line here on the on the radio on uh, on the show this morning on the Shag Bag Show and just in time for Super Bowl. And of course, Jim, we just had Steve John from the from the foundation on with us. He sends his best to you and says that uh, he's looking forward to seeing you again. And sorry that we all can't uh, gather up at uh, Pebble to do what we normally do that broadcast over there at the pro shop together. Yeah, I'm sorry for that too. I'm sorry for Stephen. The challenge he had to put this on this year. This is a very, very unusual. Hope it never happens again. But yeah. he's a great guy. Did a, did a wonderful job with the with the Modern Pistol Foundation. So, how you doing over there? Hey, we're hanging in over here at Del Monte, as always, uh, into our uh, well. It'll be our 19th year in April, and uh, yeah, so that's that's good stuff. Uh, Today is show number 983 in a row, so glad to have you here with us. Jim, uh, we got the Super Bowl coming up tomorrow, of course, as you know. And, uh, is as, tomorrow? Is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are your, uh, when the Super Bowl comes around, what, do you, what, what are your thoughts? It's a double nickel, they call it. Double nickel tomorrow, and uh, always an exciting time. Um, I wish it were today. You know, let's go and get it going. Yeah. I understand the Chiefs didn't come down to Tampa until yesterday. Yeah, that's well, what I heard too. Yeah, it's amazing. And normally they're they're on Monday or Tuesday, right? And there's a press conference, and and uh, we've all gone around and, and interviewed the players, and that's gone by the boards for this uh, pandemic, unfortunately. Right. right. But, um, I think it'd be a great game. We get two starring quarterbacks. One of wonderful guys throw the ball well. Wonderful receivers, and um, yeah, nobody comes down to the breaks the game. Who fumbles the ball? Who doesn't? Who intercepts? Who intercepts a pass? Um, and we hope it just comes out like that. I always thought there there are three teams out there: the, the Chiefs, the Bucks, and the referees. And uh, I'm always for the referees. Hope they have a great game. Hope that they have to do what they have to do to keep the game fair. But other than that. Stay out of it. This, David, this is a, a works of four of these things. Um, and it's really interesting. Move, often turned out to be the easiest game we've worked all year. If the players want to play. They don't want to like, commit a foul. want to do anything unnatural. And uh, it's for the officials sometimes, it's a fairly easy uh, opportunity. So we hope it'll work out that way. Give us a, a couple, if you would. Give us a couple of your memories from the Super Bowls that you worked. Well, I think probably uh, every one of them has a special. It's hard to pick out a special, but working in Super Bowl Eleven, the Oakland Raiders and the Minnesota Vikings in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena was a special time for me because I grew up in that Rose Bowl. I grew up just four miles from the Rose Bowl. My dad was an official, and my dad worked Pasadena Junior College. And a running back for Pasadena Junior College, and let's say named Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. I got to meet Jack when I was about eight or nine, and my dad said, "Now you watch this little kid here; he's going to be something." Never have an idea that he'd be a great baseball player. He was a football player in the Rose Bowl, and then in 1947, this is before you were around, but 1947, my dad refereed the Rose Bowl game between UCLA and Illinois. But a young played for Illinois at the time, great running back there. It was January 1st, 1947. January 9th, 1977, 30 years later to the month, 
I get to work Super Bowl eleven between the Oakland Raiders and Minnesota Vikings. It was a, a great thrill for me to work in the same stadium, same place that I, I'd grown up. My dad was there. It was home for me, so it was an exciting time for me. Of course, the, the big thing was uh, Kenny Stabler and, and uh, Fred Blutnikoff. Blutnikoff was the MVP, catching a lot of passes and, and running for touchdowns. But it was a, a great time for me. I, I worked, you know, David, I worked 500 NFL games in my 31 years, and every one of them was an exciting time for me. I would stand there before the game with my arm over my heart, the national anthem, thinking, how lucky can I, the, and one guy be? And I'm very, very, very fortunate, but very grateful too. Be, uh, give us, give us a little of the uh, backstory, the, the behind the scenes story of, uh, you know, when you're, when you're there at the stadium, you're getting ready to go out on the field uh, for the Super Bowl, uh, all the festivities that are going on. What's, what's, what's going on with you? Where are you? Where, where are the refs? <coughs> well, we're in the locker room and I remember in that road bowl, I was before the game, I was pacing back and forth outside, just thinking about things back and forth and, a lady stopped me. She said, are you the referee for today's game? And I said, yes, I am. She, she said, are you nervous? I said, no, I'm, I'm never nervous. She said, really? What are you doing in the ladies' room? <laughs> you do get excited. You do get the anticipation. And uh, in the locker room, I found this very quiet. And if you've done your homework, the officials didn't get there very early this week, but normally for the games that I've worked in the Super Bowl, we get there about Tuesday and spend Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, just working on mechanics. Uh, what happens when the ball is fumbled and who recovers it and who goes out of bounds and how about an intercepted pass or a block punt? What happens? We had a block punt in Super Bowl 11, first time Ray Guy was ever blocked in his career. It happened in the Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl and, and Super Bowl 11 and, and what happens? Where do people go? What do I do? As a referee, I'm right there with a punter. How do I get out of the way? How do I cover the, the recovery of the ball and things like that? So this time, I don't think the officials got there, down there until Friday. Um, but they talked on the phone for two weeks now about mechanics and what happens when they catch on the sidelines and does the, the side judge cover it or is it the headlineman? Uh, now, now we call it the down judge. And speaking of the down judge, we have an interesting thing for this, for this double nickel Super Bowl. We have a woman as a uh, down judge, Sarah Thomas, and uh, she's very good. She's a good uh, person. She worked in the colleges for 20 years. I know. I met Sarah when I was working as a trainer three years when she first came in league, and she she's very good at what she does. So there'll be no difference because of the fact that she's the first woman or woman. I hope they don't get a lot of attention to her. She's she not that kind of a person. She just wants to be there and work the game. Jim, uh, we, we watch TV and we watch the refs and the officials out there and we see the flag go off or two. And then, you know, f- you know, four, three or four of them all convene together. What are they talking about? Well, where are they going to go for dinner after the game? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What time is your flight when you get out of there? <laughs> no, they're talking about, yeah, we have a false start. The down judge and the headlinesman will come in sometimes. The umpire will come in if they all see the, the situation. Did the lineman move before the defensive man crossed 
into the neutral zone or was the defensive man in the neutral zone before the line. And that could be different, different whether you see it from the line judge, from the line judge's side or from the down judge's side. It depends whether who, whose side it's on, who can see it the most. And sometimes looking across that line of scrimmage with all these great big guys in the middle there, sometimes it's hard to see. So they talk about what did you see it. And as a referee called Shepherds, this is the referee today. I've known Carl for a long time. His dad was a great official. And Carl will come in as a referee and say, okay, sir, what did you see? Okay, what did you see? What did you see? And then he puts it all together and said, okay, you got the, this is the call we're going to go with. But the referee finally makes a decision, but he's not taking anything away from the official who made the call. He just wants to be sure he gets all the information. The uh, the flags we see going off sometimes vary what they say. It's a late flag. You know, there's a pass interference that could uh, on TV. We're watching it thinking, oh, that's, you know, throw it, throw it, throw it. And then it doesn't happen. And then all of a sudden it happens very late. How does how does that happen? Sometimes the, the mechanics uh, in officials head doesn't work as fast as you want it to. And uh, uh, I know the, the defensive pass interference. What happened in the Green Bay game was it seemed to be a late flag. Well, as you saw the replay and you see the defensive guy grab a hold of the receiver's shirt and pull it. At first, maybe the, the back judge who made the call couldn't see that. But as it, as it developed, he could see, oh, gosh, he's been holding his shirt that whole time. Then he throws it. So he wants to be sure, don't be in any hurry to throw the flag. Let it happen. Watch it. Let it develop. Let it finish. Throw the flag. You don't have to be too quick. Sometimes you're too quick and you missed the call because you didn't see the, you need to see the whole action, not, not just the beginning of it. Exactly. Course, we as, we as, as a living room officials, you know, we know the foul right away. Yeah, of course. <laughs> if you're a Bucks fan, you knew that you, you knew that the, Chief made a foul, and as soon as it, it happens, you're so prejudiced with your, for your team. That's why I've never been a fan of a team because you can't do that as a pusher. You have to wait and see what happened and make the right call. Can you tell us about a little story about perhaps uh, one time that you threw a flag that uh, I don't know, maybe you were, you, you, maybe you, you shouldn't have, or it was a mistake, or that you felt bad about. I never made a mistake in 15, 500 <laughs> Well, of course not. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one I didn't call, and that was the Oakland Raiders. And, of course, you remember the great Gene Upshaw. Yeah. And a great uh, offensive lineman for the Raiders. And we got along fine. He was the captain of the Raiders. And when the Raiders and the Steelers played, and most people don't remember back in the 70s when they were just a battles. I mean, it was a war, always a war. And Gene Upshaw and the other other side was me, Jill Green. And uh, so if there was any problem, I'd go to Upshaw, I'd go to Green. So I got to know him real well. We had to play in a game where uh, Staber took the ball and pitched it to uh, Van Egan, running back around the right side. He was all the way around the corner almost. And I looked to my left, and Upshaw was holding this guy, an off-defensive guy for the Steelers. And it didn't make any difference in the play. The play was already gone. And he looked over his shoulder at me, and I saw him. And, and he, I said, Gene, that was one of the worst holes I have ever seen. <laughs> 
I said, I can't call something like that. You've got to do a better job than that. <laughs> he laughed, and I laughed. <laughs> I tell you, I had a lot of fun in the field with Steve Young and Joe Montana and all those guys. Not that I would live close by, but same thing with Jack Youngblood. Um, I got my doctor's degree when I was put working down, was living down in Los Angeles and working Rams game. And the announcer had called me doctor. And so Gene, Jack Youngblood always come, doctor, they're holding me, doctor, doctor, they're holding me, they're holding me. I've got to call out what the hell. <laughs> you know, I'm full of the fact that, that I received my doctor's degree at I got. A lot, I just had a great time out there. I lost some all of them. When you when you were when you were on the field with Joe Montana, uh, did you actually were you actually able to have a couple of words with him? You know that we all the all the time. We talked all the time. Sure, back and forth about different things. And of course, I had, I had a great privilege of working the uh, the catch game. That was a real honor. Now at the time, I didn't think much about it then, but as it as it gets. As years go along, it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, somebody asked me about that. Well, what happened? And I said, well, uh, Montana wanted to see Coach Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh and, and Walsh had said, well, their play goes to Freddie Solomon. So look, Freddie Solomon, that's where this play is going. It's only third down. So if, it's, if it gets close, nobody's open, throw it away. But if Solomon is open, take a look for Clark. And Joe rolled to his right, as you saw, and you've seen the play a thousand times. And two tall Jones and another defensive guy for the Cowboys were chasing him and knocked Montana flat on his back. Joe threw the ball and got knocked down. I'm not looking at the ball. I'm looking at Montana to see if there's any roughness or anything unusual. I looked down, and Joe looked up to me and said, what happened? I said, you threw it in the stands. He said, what? <laughs> He said, what? I said, no, no, no. I said, DC, DC caught it. You got touchdown. <laughs> it was funny. It just, you know, it, it, it's a game. G-A-M-E. And I, I just had a lot of fun out there. I got to ask you, uh, during the games, like the, you know, working with Montana and, and all the, of course, all the legends you worked with on the field, do you ever lose, uh, any kind of concentration about the, the rules side of things? I mean, do you ever get caught up in watching them play? Oh, I'm sure I did, but I can, I can remember when Gail Sayers was playing for the Bears. My job as a referee was to watch the quarterback, watch the snap from center, watch the quarterback drop back, roll out, whatever. Well, Billy Wade was a quarterback for the Chicago Bears at the time, and he didn't roll out much, but he, he took the snap and pitched it to Gail Sayers, and I saw the pitch, the ball go from Wade to Sayers, and watched the Sayers. Sayers started around the right end. About that time, the hole opened up between the tackle and the end, and Sarah planted his right foot, 90 degrees, turned and ran towards the line of scrimmage, just bang and bang. In a second, he was at full speed. The linebacker closed on him, and Sarah is kind of like Carl Lewis, the hurdler, just hurdled over this linebacker. And I thought, wow, what a great play by Sarah. Right. I thought, uh oh, uh oh. Who's watching the quarterback? Right. I'd forgotten about Billy Wade at the time, but uh, I've watched so many great guys. I was having it be an all official in the Super Bowl 18 where Marcus Allen ran 75 yards for touchdown. Watching Marcus run. I've known Marcus since he came in the league, yeah, out of Lincoln High School down in Los Angeles. And when he came in, I remember a couple of times, uh, 
when rookies come in like that, defensive guys tend to give them a little extra push or an extra nudge, and they push Marcus's face down on the turf down in Los Angeles in the Coliseum when it, the Raiders were down there. And Marcus got up and was firing. I stepped between him and I said, hold it. Marcus, you are going to be one of the greatest running backs this league has ever seen. Don't let your emotions get away from you. And uh, he, he said thank you and walked away. And he's always been a, a real cool guy. So it's just nice to be part of that game like that. Just that, That's part of the job of the officials. To just get the game moving along. Keep it moving. Fans don't like to see the delays. They don't like to see these replays that take three or four minutes. I don't either. they got to make the decision and, and keep the game moving. The game will be fine. Absolutely. Hey, before we, before we let you go, uh, Jim, we we got to ask you, what about the Hall of Fame? Are we going to get you in the in the Hall of Fame in Canton or what? What's going to happen there? Oh, you're very nice. Uh, I've been nominated 16 times, but they have never chosen an on-field official into the Hall of Fame. Well, there should only be one, you. It's an automatic. <laughs> they, uh, well, there's a lot of other people that... There's a contributors category now that they, for a long time I was competing with players and coaches, which is at one time I, I was nominated. Dan Rooney was nominated. Dan Rooney, he's the owner of the Steelers and you mean I'm competing against Dan Rooney? And, uh, uh, now they have a contributors category where people other than, other than coaches, other than players, uh, are contributors. And so I've nominated some good people. Uh, who made a lot of contributions, but my goal is that I think officials make a great contribution, and I'd be a great honor to be in it, but the big honor would be to open the door to see the officials are part of this game, too. That's for my, well, we're professional people. We won't, we've been there every game. You can't play the game without them. You play the game without them, you got a, a playground basketball game, so it's to, uh, eventually, Maybe it'll happen. Uh, we have some people who are interested. Um, if it happens, it happens. But Dave and I have been so fortunate and so grateful for having the opportunity to be with the NFL for 31 years and 500 NFL games. It's, it's a wonderful opportunity. And so they meet so many people. I mean, I go back. I met George Hallis when I first started. He invented the game. It's like meeting, it's like meeting Tom Edison. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And to go work with with Lombardi and Shul and Madden and Walsh and Noel Landry. I've worked over 300 coaches. I just, it's a great honor. And so, um, if it happens, fine. It happens. Uh, I'm very, very happy with my opportunity to work for the NFL. Well, you deserve it, my friend. You were the best. You are the best. And it's an honor to have you on the show uh, from time to time. We appreciate you. And uh, we can't wait to see you again. When things clear up a little bit, and uh, all the best uh, to your bride, and uh, we will uh, check in with you again soon. Have a wonderful Super Bowl, and uh, and we'll talk soon. I look forward to being back with you at uh, at Del Monte and uh, and being sitting in that chair and talking to you face to face. And hope things get so. Um, it's a privilege for me to talk on your show, David. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you so Good much. Luck with the day bag.
Thank you Bye-bye. so much, Jim. We appreciate you very much. Dr. Jim Tunney, one of the uh, the greatest. Uh, they call him the dean of NFL refs for a reason, because he is. He is. Right? He's all time. He is. He's he's big. No one's bigger than that in the world of <laughs> NFL referees, that's for sure. we got to the Shag Bag Show on Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101 FM for Saturday morning live from Del Monte. It's Dave Marzetti and, of course, uh, Casey, who's been with us here, hanging out with us here uh, on the show. And yeah. we, we appreciate you, you, you being here. You, you, Jim you were, was pretty good. He was oh. kind of funny too you were you were asking him the question about if he ever if he could remember making a mistake yeah and as yeah, you were asking yeah, it yeah. i could hear the answer no i've never made him <laughs> I, I knew it was coming <laughs> and that was the end no uh he's we, great we he's got a couple of uh, texts from some of our friends out there including uh, chef rich pepe argombati entire monterey peninsula thanks jim for being uh bringing uh, fantastic inspiration to us all so we appreciate that very much. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, Miss Mary writes in, Mary and Max. And we want to say, um, oh, yeah, we've got we've to gotta say uh, 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 rest in peace to, uh, to Mitzi, to Phyllis Grillo's mom, who has just passed away. A couple of days ago, so God bless there and to the whole family. And then Kevin Phillips writes in, just in time for AT&T week, the Whaling Station Prime Pavilion is back better than ever before. Coming this week, live music. Stay tuned to the websites and Facebook updates, uh, menus, and other information from Kevin and his his whole gang. And Pam Tannis writes in this morning, uh, Jim Tunney. Yes, definitely Hall of Fame for Jim. He, She loves Jim's wife, Linda, as well. So lots of great listeners uh, and supporters and friends who chimed in this morning. We appreciate you. Casey, what's happening in the world of Del Monte Golf? Well, everything. Again, um, every day. We've got some beautiful weather out here. Um, and we're book solid. Uh, Still, we're, we're booked solid. It's uh, it's going to be a good Saturday, uh, and when I say solid, we're we're booked till about two o'clock. Um, so, uh, for those that want to still play a few holes this afternoon, and and you know maybe not get an 18, but uh, at least uh, go hit it and chase it for a little bit. Uh, yep. You know, uh, give us a call three seven three. Yeah, twenty seven hundred. Still light out till about what five? It's forty. It, yeah, it's not quite six o'clock yet, but um, you know you can still get in nine. You know, eleven holes. Eleven brings you back to close to the clubhouse so um so yes um so call us take advantage of it beautiful afternoon um tomorrow i know it's uh super bowl day but uh there might be room for a single or two some possibly in the morning but other than that uh we're, we're looking at afternoon times as well so if uh by chance you're not a football fan um you know give us a call and, and come spend your sunday out here so um but uh, we're here to, to take tea times, talk Dukes Club membership, and um, check you in when you get here. So give us a buzz. Um, so 373-2700, um, or you can go to the Pebble Beach website um, and click on golf and uh, Del Monte, and it'll take you to the Dukes Club uh, as well. So, any but always call there? ahead, right? Call I ahead. Call ahead for tee times. Uh, very important these days. Seven, even ten days out. Perfect. Uh, make plans. Call ahead. We'll be here. We okay. appreciate you. Thank, Thank you. you, Casey. Okay. See you next week. All right. Uh, Shag Bank Show on Power Talk 1460 AM and 101 FM for Saturday morning live from Del Monte. It's Dave Marzetti and Derek Westover from the Golf Mart Superstore. Derek, what's happening? Hey, what's happening? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What's going on over there? 
So uh, the message here this week is uh, going to be con- continued from last week, which is this: we're still in launch season here with all the new product coming out. Okay. So this week we uh, we are launching the Callaway Apex Irons and the Apex Hybrid. So this the Apex line's been around a long time. A lot of players out there have heard of this iron. Uh, this is it's many generations, um, and this one here they're going to have the Apex Pro just like they always have the standard Apex, and then an Apex DCB, which is going to be a cavity back model, which is the more forgiving of all three. Um, along with uh, along with that, this week also Cobra is also going to launch the Rad Speed family. So that stands for uh, the radial weighting technology that they use in their heads. This is the same head that Bryson DeChambeau is currently playing and right. smashing on. Um, so feel free to come on down, swing all the new Apex stuff, the new uh, Cobra Rad Speed family. Um, and then just kind of out in the future here, Callaway will be dropping their new Epic Woods, and those are another really solid line of woods that uh, Callaway's put out. Um, really forgiving, lots of ball speed off the face. So lots of good stuff out there in the future for us here. It should be a really strong season. Uh, feel free to come on down. we got all this stuff in our hitting bays, and, and we'll get you in your hands, get you fit, and get you out there playing. All right, give us the hours. Uh, we're going to be 10 to 6, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 on Sunday. Um, and then we do foresee uh, that extending out here sometime in March. So I will keep everyone posted when as that develops. All right, perfect. Derek West over from the Golf Mart Superstore. Thank you. Hey, you guys have a great week. All right, you too. Thanks, brother. 583-1000 for everything golf. They will not be undersold. And it's a shag bag show for your Saturday morning live from Del Monte here. It's Dave Marzetti slaving over hot control boards so you don't have to. Each and every Saturday morning, we appreciate you listening and uh, being part of it. Make sure you go to shagbagshow.com. Okay, we got uh, Sal Tringali from Monterey Fish Company on the line with us right now. And uh, Sal, what's going on down there, brother? Hey, another beautiful day on the wharf. Uh, the crabs are running wide open over here, and uh, it's a good time to, to come down and get some crab. So uh, the crab, everyone was was saying, crab, crab, we need crab. So you got crab, uh, and, of course, uh, you, you, this is the crab that you're taking home to cook, right? You don't have any cooked crab, do you? No, we have some cooked. You do. And we have live. Yeah, the boot just unloaded some live. So right. we have the live, we have the cook, we have a little variety of everything. Wow. And then we have the other stuff, too. You know, we have the rock cod, the petrolli, all the shellfish, um, tuna. Uh, we have frozen sand dabs if you want to take some frozen sand dabs home. We got a little bit of everything here today. Wow. That's fantastic, of course, that you're at the end of wharf number two. Free parking, friendly service, and, uh, of course, social distancing and all the safe procedures going on there. And, of course, if they're looking for something special, they can just give you a call. It's 375-3511. Exactly. Give us a call, and uh, usually we can get it for you the next day. We are closed on Sunday, so uh, and today we're open until 4 o'clock. All right. Saturdays we close at 4 but like you said, if there's anything you're, you're craving or you got to have, we'll bring it in for you. All right, Sal. We, we appreciate you very much. Thanks for the update. Hey, thank you very much. Thanks for calling. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Sal Tringali, our good body from Monterey Fish Company. Call them at 375-3511. Hey, we want to mention that our good friend Chris Shake and his whole crew down there at uh, Fisherman's Grotto Restaurant, they have a beautiful Valentine's Day dinner for you. Now, of course, um, until things changed, we thought it was just going to be to-go only. But now you can get your dinner to-go or you can have it outdoors on their outdoor 
the outdoor seating. So Valentine's Day meal to go through um, through the Garado. You got a pre-order. You can uh, pre-order until Friday, February 12th. Curbside pickup for that, or you can have it there on their outdoor dining patio. Uh, for uh, the dinner for two, it can includes two. Uh, prime flame broiled filet mignon and two succulent oven broiled lobster tails, two st- uh, stuffed twice baked potatoes, and uh, champagne for two and chocolate dipped strawberries. They got it all going on there at Fisherman's Grotto. It's uh, Chef Juan's classic dinner put on by uh, Chris Shake and crew at Fisherman's Grotto. Call them and pick yours up. 375-4604 for you and your Valentine. 375-4604. Or, like we said, you can you can have it there. Alright, it's the Shag Bag Show on Power Talk 1460 AM and 101 FM for Saturday morning. It's another wrap on another big show.